Hi, and welcome to the Kelowna Girl Tries podcast. I'm Barb, and this is episode 65, Sunday, May 30th, 2010. Hope you enjoy it. It's a beautiful sunny Sunday afternoon and uh, no I'm not running today I did run this morning but uh, I couldn't take my recorder because I was on the greenway and there's way too many people I would have to keep stopping all the time so I didn't but uh, I am outside I'm sitting on my front deck and the weather is beautiful for the first time in about a week the Sun has just come out just for a few minutes completely surrounded by cloud but there's this first time I've seen any blue sky for ages so I just had to come out here and get a little sunshine got both dogs out here Gabe and Angel Angel's my golden retriever and Gabriel is my chocolate lab they both turned to look at me anyways you'll know if a dog walks by because they will suddenly just go nuts barking and jumping so this is my last week before the big race and uh, I think I'm going to make it. I think it's going to be okay. I've had a very up and down week as far as uh, my legs, my feet and everything are concerned. My uh, right foot, ankle, it's just sort of been on and off and on and off, a bit of a problem. Mostly, I've, see I'm only running like two days a week, eh? So I find the couple of rest days, like having two or three rest days between every run seems to be uh, meaning I recover well enough, but then I do a pretty long run and I'm doing some speed work still and and it seems to be going alright. I ran Tuesday morning and I did some intervals and I found when I was doing my fast pace I could easily run, I don't know, 5.15, per k, which is, I don't know, eight and a half minute mile, nine minute mile at the most. But uh, I'm thinking I could probably do a pretty darn good 5K right now if I had to do a race. But that's not what my job is, right? I've got, uh, I've kind of had a bit of a, I guess it's a taper week, sort of a pre-taper week. Uh, not, not as much training and not as long and not as hard. But... Um, Thursday was the only day I ended up bailing on it. I had just like a 12-hour day. By the time I got home, it was 7.30 at night, and my son had a track meet the next day. I was supposed to swim, but I just, I couldn't get there. I, I guess if I'd really been, no, you know, I still couldn't have done the whole thing. I had to do a 3,200-meter swim, and I wasn't even finished and ready to leave the house till about 8 o'clock, and the pool closes at 9, so it, it just would have been a half a swim, so why bother? I was really tired. I've been really tired. I'm not sleeping very well, but um, I got a not. I had a good sleep last night, so I think I'm okay. Anyway, um, really, I'm going to mostly head on over into the studio, the Kelowna Girl Child Studio, aka my office, where my decent mic is. I'm going to sit at my desk, and I have a, like I promised you for the last two weeks, a whack of shoutouts and emails and things and a voicemail too to share so I will do that that's what this show is mostly about today 
So I'm just really, I'm basically ready for my race next weekend. Um, kind of the scenario, same scenario as I had for my sprint two weeks ago. A uh, couple of things that I'm going to do different. I think my I'm not going to worry about my transitions so much, so I may take a little more time to change. Well, not change, but you know, I'm not going to worry about how fast I'm getting my socks on, like seconds count, because honestly, they're not going to count this time around. And I think I'll wear my gloves on the bike. I never wear gloves when I'm racing, but going to be on the bike for three and a half hours. I think I'd like to have something to wipe the wipe the sweat off my gloves. And I think I'm going to wear my Zensa calf sleeves, but I'm not going to put them on till the run, so I won't wear them in the swim and the, and the bike because it doesn't take that long to pull them on, and so that'll be okay. Uh, and then what else? Really nothing else. See, we're, we're kind of doing the same scenario. I have, I'm staying in the same place as I did last two weeks ago. Um, we're leaving the same time of the day. I'm going to head down to, I think we'll probably go straight into Oliver, uh, pick up the race packet. I might swim right away and then we'll go check into our hotel, come back to Soyuz in time for the race meeting and uh, might be able to hook up with some of our our online friends because this will be the first race I think that I've ever done with any Twitter friends. I know that Dawn, Studio YVR, is going to be there. Um, Michelle, she's Tribug07. Uh, Mitch, who's Real Rexy, is going to be there. Augie's dad is going to be there. Um, just Sherpa-ing for somebody, I think. And well, I should have checked. There's somebody else, a couple other people. I know there's a few that were planning to do it and have changed their minds. Iron Kim isn't going to be there now. She's got uh, Iron Man, Iron Man Cordelaine coming up. And who else? Try Funster. She's she was in a car accident and she's really been struggling and has had to put off her race plans for the year. So kind of wishing her well and hoping that uh, she gets back on track pretty soon. So I know she's probably pretty disappointed that she's not going to be able to do the race. And uh, who else? Oh, finish line coach is was going to do the race, but he said he's not now, so. Anyways, I'm looking forward to it. I'm pretty excited. I'm mostly excited now. What's my goal times? Okay, I'm going to put it out there. Here's what I'm thinking, and I really have no clue, right? Uh, I should be able to do the swim in under 45 minutes, maybe even 40. Um, I think the only way I'll do it longer than that is if I start to get a bit panicky. I'm really not sure. I've never swam that far in a lake before. I've always, always done the two, 750 meters, so to swim 2K, swimming all the way across the lake uh, might be a little bit freaky, but I'm pretty sure any mental issues I have, mental issues, any nervousness, I think I can usually overcome them, so I don't think it'll be a too big a problem. And I underestimated or overestimated how long it was going to take me. I knew it was, I said it was going to take me longer than I think it will now. So I'm going to be, if they go by waves by time, I'm going to be in with a lot of slow people. So I'm just going to kind of position myself in the front of them, <laughs> of my wave, if they go by time. Uh, other than that, that's, so that's a bike. And then 
I'm going to give myself five minutes for both transitions altogether, but who knows. I, it's actually a long way. you got to run a long way to get to your bike. And it's a tra the transition area is quite wide. I'm not sure where the timing mats are, so that could play into it. So five or six minutes for my two transitions. <clears throat> the bike, well, it's a, it's a deal where there's... It can, if it's windy and it can be really windy there, or if it's rainy, that can that'll really slow me down. But let's assume in nice, decent weather, no wind and no rain, I should be able to be averaging about 28 kilometers an hour. I think it's probably around 15 miles an hour. I don't know what that is miles an hour, but you can figure it out. Um, I did 30k, 30 kilometers an hour on my last sprint, but I want to try and go slower. And so I think that should give me about three. Oh God, it's not. I should, you know, it would have been smart if I'd looked all this up, right? Three and a three hours and twenty minutes, maybe something like that. Three and a half hours. Let's see, twenty-seven plus twenty-seven plus twenty-seven is sixty, seventy, eighty-one, eighty-one kilometers. Ninety-three minus eight is another twelve. So yeah, about three twenty. And then the run, <laughs> well, if I'm not hurting and I'm able to run and I keep a nice steady, which would be slow, seven minute kilometer, seven minutes times 21K is seven times 20, <laughs> I can't think, seven times two is 140. So that's 222 hours and 27 minutes, yeah, so two two and a half two and a half hours would be my longest I think I would do the run if I run the entire thing I might be able to do it faster than that but I have no clue first of all I've never run 21 kilometers <laughs> longest I ran was 18 and I did that in two hours even so add on another 20 minutes so I guess I could do it in 220 if I was feeling fresh but that wasn't that was not after a 93k bike ride. That was on fresh legs, so it doesn't count. Okay, so let's say one, two, three, four, five, six and a half. So I'm thinking six and a half to seven hours is kind of my my goal window. So if it's windy, I'll be longer. If I have pain and hurt on the run, I'll be longer. If it's raining, I'll be longer. So, all right, there, there you go. Who ha I have no clue. It's really hard to say. All right. Um, oh, and so my age group, they'll be about an hour faster. I was looking 540, I think, was first in my age group last year. And, uh, yeah, I'll be like maybe 15th in my age group or something. <laughs> uh, what else do I have to tell you? I don't think there's anything else exciting. This week I've got a little bit of light training every day, a um, couple of swims, a really easy bike ride, a really easy run, just uh, keeping me moving and fresh. Uh, it's getting really busy at school now, so uh, if I have to bail on any of my workouts, I will. Just just trying to fit it all in. Uh, i got to stay rested and make sure I'm not too tired. That's the main thing, and I, I have been really tired. It's I'll tell you, this race is not at the best time of year for me. Just to be at the beginning of June is just starts to get crazy. You might be wondering, am I even still working? But I am, yeah. We, we don't get out of school until June 30th. So, 
We have the same length of a school year as, as everybody else, but uh, we start later and we go later in June. So we have all of July and all of August off, and I think we go back on September 7th or something next year. So I'm looking forward to my vacay, and as Eric keeps telling me, we have 23 teaching days left. He has 23 days of work left because he is retiring at the end of this school year. Pretty exciting. He's very excited, and I'm looking forward to it too. All right, so I'm going to sign off now, and I'm going to go put this on the computer, and I'll go read some voicemails, uh, or read some emails, and give some shout-outs. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, so I am back, and I have... I would like to sort of work my way through some of the email I've got. It, and first of all, Joanna is given me a continued update on our doppelganger status. She said, here's another one. She said, I went to the bookstore to buy a book called Racing Weight, and instead I bought Core Performance. The very next podcast, you were talking about it. So that's kind of cool. She said, I have to admit I haven't actually used any of the info yet. Uh, she said, I did a pretty long sprint try this weekend. I got second in my age group. Yay. And yay for me, too. She said, I was in the truck eating when they called my name. Ron was halfway across a big field headed for the porta cans, and I let, a, let out a yell, and so did he. He's walking across the field, waving his arms at me. That was great. I couldn't believe I placed. He didn't do so well. It was his first try. It had a long half-mile swim, so he had to quit during the swim because he got dizzy and lightheaded. I think he hyperventilated. I could see him swimming, and he wasn't breathing the way he usually does. That's disappointing, but he's not giving up yet. He's going to keep working on it, even though he prefers duathlons. From Joe. Uh, then I got an email from James. James Bailey. And he's James Bailey 545. He just wished me good luck on my upcoming race. That was my last race. And wondered how the injuries are coming along. I know it's a bummer when you get injuries this close to a race. And uh, you probably know by now I seem to be okay. I, I've been just babying it and working my way through it. Not it's, I'm not letting it really bad. I just kind of just rest every time it starts to hurt. He said, I signed up for the Rock and Roll Marathon in San Antonio this November. I'll start training for a sub-four marathon. Oh, good luck with that. That's awesome. Also, he wanted to know about my Newtons. He says, I love mine. I won't go back to anything else. All the nagging injuries I had before are gone. Great shoe. Good luck with the training. Good luck on your 70.3 later this summer, which is actually later this week. Ah, thanks, James. Newtons, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I love my Newtons. I really do. They are super comfortable, and I feel fast in them, and I really like them. However, I'm I'm continuing to have some problems with my right foot. My That posterior tibial tendon, which wraps around under the foot, is, is always just on the verge of of being hurt it, it just wants to be pulled it's like it's a little bit of a strange strain now it's kind of pulling at the ball of my foot where the attachment is um, I've got you know like a, I'm on the verge of a Morton's foot or Morton's neuroma um, I'm not sure if it's related but it's always with that right foot and there's not quite enough support there I'm really not sure if it has anything to do with the shoes or not so I'm kind of torn. I'm not changing anything now because I'm too close to my race. And I have been in talk, in conversations with Ian Adamson from Newton's 
and Newton running and they are excellent. They're, um, he's, I've sent him some photos. He wanted to see some photos of my feet and he knows I have this varus something rather, which means my arch drops, I guess. Uh, so he's going to check that out for me and possibly, um, suggested suggested that I might need a four foot wedge which is a small pad that you put under that four foot and holds it up not unlike my orthotics actually so I'm kind of thinking that after my 70.3 I might either go back to my new balance 1063s with my orthotics or I might put my orthotics in my Newtons and see how that fares. The thing is I'm not having shin problems anymore. That is the biggest that's the biggest deal, right? I mean, I'm not having all those issues. So I'm I'm almost there, but not quite. And I sure as heck am able to run a lot faster and a lot longer now than I was uh, three or four months ago. So overall, um, I'm really hoping I can make the Newtons work for me because I don't want to give them up. Uh, what else? Okay, I got an email from Ryan regarding biking. He said, hi, Barb. I hope this email finds you well and injury-free during this taper week. And, of course, this was also, I got this the week before my last race. He said, a few things. He said, I loved show number 62. Very informative, especially regarding transition tips. One question, though. He said, I was listening last week to Zen Triathlon podcast, and the host mentioned flopping to the ground during T1 and having a volunteer take his wetsuit off for him. What's up with that? Have you ever counted this in your experience? You mentioned putting water in your wetsuit to ease its removal. So, but I, if I can have a servant take care of it for me, that would be nice. Uh, and he probably knows by now, if you heard my last my show, that uh, on longer races, they will usually have um, a people that help you remove your wetsuit on you know you try to get the upper part off by the time you reach them and then you just have to lay in the ground and they pull them off so definitely uh, I've heard it's a really disgusting thing job to have if you're doing Ironman because there because a lot of people apparently pee in their wetsuits during the swim portion of an Ironman so when you're pulling them off you know all that pee gets trapped in there <laughs> but uh, I'll just tell you right now in my 750 meter swim I did not pee all right, another thing he said regarding whether or not the Garmin 305 is waterproof. According to the Garmin website, and he says, and I'm looking into getting one of these bad boys, so I wanted to do my due diligence, it adheres to the IEC 605291PX7 standards, which they describe thusly. Most newer Garmin GPS units are waterproof in accordance with the blah, blah, blah number. That blah, 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 blah number is a European system of test specification standards for classifying the degrees of protection provided by the enclosures of electrical equipment. The designation means a GPS case can withstand accidental immersion in one meter of water for up to 30 minutes. An IPX8 designation is for continued underwater... In continued underwater use right so basically no but eric's silicone idea is a pretty good one third he said i implemented some of your cycling tips for use in the gym the cybex cybex was at a comfortable height so i can get it without reaching the pedals and while it doesn't have the gears the energy was the energy was 110 watts when it comes to leg leg strength i'm not lacking i can leg press over 635 kilos <laughs> yeah no kidding Woo! so that wobble i guess maybe i should 
suggest, tell you that, I don't remember if I read it or not, but he was having some trouble with the wobbling when he was biking, and I'd give him some suggestions. The wobble may be related to fatigue, and I do think so. If that, if all the other things you're saying, Ryan, are true, I probably agree with you. Um, I did notice, however, that when I was concentrating on not wobbling, I grew tired much more quickly, and the motion felt ri rigid. Perhaps I need to gain hip and leg mobility. Maybe you need a stronger core. Could be. Uh, when training in the gym, should I think about electrolyte replenishment? Being a weightlifter, this is not something I had to consider. Really, mainly just uh, protein and amino acid loading. I read up on those noon tablets you mentioned. They're pretty interesting. So um, I guess my thing about electrolytes is basically I don't think we any of us really need them uh, if we're working out for less than an hour. Um, now, a lot of it depends on the person. And if you sw how much you sweat and how you feel about it. If you read Joe Friel's blog in the last, uh, probably the last couple of posts ago, he actually argues that people don't really need electrolytes, at least not to uh, get rid of um, leg cramps anyways, so muscle cramps. He said this, there's no proof that that helps, so <laughs> I don't know. But uh, if you're working out for like less than an hour, probably don't need it. Um, unless you're a really heavy sweater, you might want to. Um, so I guess it depends on what you're doing in the gym. Uh, and do you need the calories? Probably not, unless you're working out for more than a couple hours. Or at least more than 90 minutes, maybe. Some carbs. Swam for the first time in 11 years today, he said. 24 minutes as per my training plan. I only went 500 yards. Uh, it's 457 meters. But I'm encouraged. I was only able to sustain one full lap, which is 50 yards, without stopping. But I'm sure that'll improve. The one thing that shocked me was that I sank like a rock. So I guess my muscle-to-fat ratio is higher than I thought. Bonus? Perhaps. Anyways, I hope Eric's feeling better in your tweaks aren't holding you back be well so that's great thank you for all that email uh ryan and i want to mention i'm just gonna have to stop for a second because i gotta go find it hang on okay here it is i just had to check out my facebook messages ryan is a member of team in training and i'm going to put a link in the show notes for that he is let me just see what it says He's training for his uh, for a triathlon, and he's quite serious about it. He's planning to do a swim, bike, and run through our nation's capital in an effort to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So you probably have all heard of Team in Training and how they the p athletes are trying to raise money for a good cause. And uh, so <laughs> his goal, of course, is to lose some weight. I'm just reading what he's got here. A svelte Ryan can be mind-boggling, he says. But anyways... His goal is to lose some weight and also fundraising. Um, and so if you are interested and would like to help out, you can check out the show notes and find its pages, team and training. And there's, uh, I, ca I can't read it all. It's too long, the link. But, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always wanting to uh, support people that are running and, and doing triathlons for charity. So you can check that out. That would be great. Thank you. Okay, so that is from Ryan. Next up, I got, uh, ah, remember when I asked who Shay Tiv is on my last show? Well, I got an email from her, Shayna. She has got a blog called chacosontherun.blogspot.com. She's also Shay Tiv on iTunes. And I had thanked her for giving me such a wonderful review on iTunes. 
and she thanked me in return for the shout out. <laughs> um, I love your podcast. Quickly working away my through the earliest earlier episodes. Okay, she said, "Do you want to know who I was?" So here I am. I'm an American raised in Southern Oregon. Uh, recently graduated from college, and now I'm living in Milan. That's in Italy, and she's working as an au pair. So at least for the next two months, you can count Italy as one of your countries. Woo! I was in Italy last summer. Oh, I loved it. Didn't get up to Milan though. After that, I'm moving to D.C. for a job with regular hours and no Disney Channel TV shows. The best part about life over here, besides the food, of course, is that it leaves me plenty of time for running when the kids aren't pretending to be sick. Milan is definitely a city of fair-weather athletes. I hardly saw anyone else on the streets during the winter months, but now that it's warming up, more people are putting on their spandex. And the majority of athletic people I know are in Milan are English-speaking sp- English native speakers, some expats, some students, some people working for the embassy. So hopefully they're following my advice and and listening to your podcast. Anyways, good luck on my upcoming race, she said. Um, So thanks again. Oh, she also put a PS in here. She said, I enjoyed your lesson on the proper way to use a, her brother's fiance is from Victoria, BC. And I think she's getting tired of us using a improperly. (laughs) Anyway. All right, so thanks very much, Shane. I appreciate that. Uh, okay, I'm just looking through here. So here is Joanna's race report. She sent me in this in a little bit later, she said. Uh, okay, this race was on Saturday, so no packet pickup the day before. They asked us to be at the venue by 6 a.m., so we went down the night before, stayed overnight, checked out what we could of the course Friday night. The swim course looked okay, not too long. This was Ron's first try and my first quarter mile, over a quarter mile. It was advertised as a 0.45 mile swim. We got there Saturday morning and the swim had doubled inside. That's hard to believe that they would change it like that, hey? Uh, apparently the promoter had been criticized for having too short a swim the year before, so he decided to go overboard. Yikes. Ron's wave went off second. I was able to watch him swim for a bit. He was breathing every right stroke, and he always breathes bilaterally. Uh-oh. I have to say, though, Joe, you know what? I breathe bilaterally all the time, but I never am, end up breathing bilaterally in a, in a race. You tell me why. I don't know. I seem to need more air or something. Uh, she goes on to say that uh, she was in the fourth wave. She said, I had a small wave, no more than 25 women, I'd say. The guy started the wave, walked away briefly as we walked, waited in the water. And then we all started drifting towards the first buoy. Uh, a young man in a kayak kept asking us to move back to no avail, so we started that way, all scattered about. I swam well, but slow. I did pass a few swimmers from the waves before mine. And only one from the wave behind passed me, but I was like third from the last in my wave. There was a long jog to transition, out on the bike, long run to the mountain like line. 20 mile bike, flat and very windy, out and back. I started seeing the leaders at about mile four. All are on tri-bikes and aero helmets, but they looked to be struggling a bit. Uh-oh, yep, major headwind coming back as I had been maintaining 18, 19 miles an hour before I now slowed to 14 or 15. Uh, and then she swears, but I won't say it. Uh, but I continued to pass riders, quite a few of what Ron and I jokingly called huffies, but that's any bike that's not a road or tri-bike. 
As I got close to the end of the bike, I started thinking, Ron better not be done before I start my run. I'd get discouraged if he beat me by that much. I hadn't seen him on the bike, but there was a bit of a go-around. We couldn't see the other bikes heading back. Well, as I walked my bike back to transition, there he was, already changed into dry clothes. What the heck? I said, are you done already? Oh, no. He had, he had had to ask a kayak to haul him back to shore halfway through the swim. He'd gotten so lightheaded. I think he hyperventilated. He was breathing faster than normal, and he was really nervous about the swim. That's too bad. He was only second-guessing himself about getting out, but you can't mess around in the water. No sense drowning trying to finish a stupid race. I'll have to agree with that. Okay, on to the windy four-mile run. I got passed before I got out of the parking lot, but that was it. And then I passed quite a few. One guy I passed in the last mile was a 40-year-old man. I joked as I went by about wishing I was done already, and he agreed. And I later thought he probably didn't appreciate getting chicked by a 51-year-old woman who'd started 10 minutes behind him. Haha, <laughs> good for me. Yes, good for you. As I crossed the finish line, 2.47 on the clock, but my real time was 2.31. They handed me my finisher's medal and a cold, wet towel, which was nice. I went back to the truck to change and was just biting into a sandwich when I heard them call. Second place, 50 to 54 female, Joanna. Ah! <laughs> I let out a yell and saw Ron walking across the field looking at me and waving his arms and yelling. Second place, I can't believe it. Okay, I've calmed down now. First place beat me in the water in the swim by five minutes. I got to get faster. Funny thing is, my run is where I ranked highest. I expected it to be the bike. That's usually my best event and always my favorite. Well, maybe not in off-road races, but definitely on the road. Now I'm getting cocky and I can't wait to do another. I think we'll find one with a shorter swim like I had been told, like I had told Ron he should start with. Now, she says, maybe I can help you, Barb, since you've helped me greatly with my swim. No nose clip anymore, she said. I don't remember if I told you there's natural progesterone cream. But if I did, I'll tell you again. It really helps with hot flashes. Woo! Okay, I'm going to check that out. I was also having adrenaline rushes waking me up, way worse than just the hot flashes. It's completely safe, over the counter. You just rub it in every 12 hours. Also, there's a great book called Pain Free by Pete Egoscu. Check it out. He completely solved my nagging hip problem that I had for many years. The chiropractor couldn't fix. Okay, I'll shut up now. Good luck in your sprint, Joe. I love your um, race reports. <laughs> They're excellent. It always makes me laugh. All right, got an email from Doug from, he's in Vancouver, and he did the UBC um, try, which was, I think this, was it the same day or is it week before now? I can't remember. Anyways, he said, the weather at UBC was gorgeous and perfect for my first triathlon. Not too hot, not too cold, very little wind. The day started out a little rough, but I was happy with my overall experience. As I parked my bike at T1 in the morning, I decided my front tire could use a little air. I'd recently purchased a small Crank Brothers pump, which fits in my seat bag. It was a little tight getting off the Presta valve, but filled up the tire nicely. I had to wiggle it a little to get it off, and just as I did, the whole valve broke off. Okay, so that's exactly what happened to me three days before my race. Do you remember? Uh, it was 20 minutes to swim time and I had to change a tube. Oh my God, my heart would just be pounding, Doug. Not wanting to snap another valve off, I don't think I put more than 80 pounds in that tire with, little, with that little hand pump. I made the swim in time, but I never did feel comfortable. It's one thing having a lane to yourself when training and quite another having swimmers in front, behind, and beside you. 
My 700 meter swim time was 24 minutes, which is four minutes slower than what I do in practice. I hopped on my bike and my Garmin Edge 305 was not showing speed or cadence. <laughs> I later found out the battery in the sensor died somewhere between my last ride and the race. My nice luck. Because UBC is about 60 kilometers from my house, the GPS did not lock on until 5 kilometers into the ride, at which time I started getting a speed readout, which was nice. I finished the 20k ride in 46 minutes and I was happy with the time. As soon as I dismounted the bike, I could feel my calves tightening and I had to stretch them before heading out again uh, at 2 kilometers. The run took me 30, oh, and again at 2 kilometers, so he stretched twice there. The run took me about 34 minutes, which is 6 minutes off my training 5 kilometers. So what I learned, show up early, not on time. Uh, two, practice changing a tire before race day. Yes, I'm pretty sure, Doug, I've told you to do that, right? Practice, practice. <laughs> uh, if you buy new gear, try it out before race day. Yes, these are all things that we, we're always saying. Nothing new on race day. Check the batteries on your bike computer. Yeah, that sucks, eh? This, the timing of that one is terrible. And I have to admit, I never change the batteries on mine until they die. But, uh, yeah, what are the, what are the chances that's going to die the day before your race? Turn the GPS, GPS on when you park your bike. Even if you turn it off when you head to the swim, it'll easy, easily acquire the satellites when you turn it back on. And to be honest, uh, Doug, I turn my GPS on before the swim and I just leave my computer or my bike computer on because my, uh, my Garmin's going to stay on for, I don't know, eight or nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, I think. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, he said, I first decided to attempt a triathlon about three months ago and I had no idea to what to expect from the experience. My only goal was to finish and to have fun. Maybe it's different for competitive at athletes, but at no time during the race did I feel I was racing anyone but myself. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the nice things about triathlons. You really don't feel like you're racing against other people. I had a rough idea from training what my time should be and that's what I focused on. Not the other swimmers, riders, or runners. Now that I've completed a race and I have some PRs to go after, I can't wait to try again. And he also thanks all the race volunteers everywhere. They certainly made my day a little nicer with their positive, cheery attitude. So great race report, Doug. Thank you so much for sending it in. And uh, yeah, so when's your next race going to be? I'm anxious to find out. All right. Um, I want to give a little shout out to Daryl from Loving the Bike. Uh, I follow him on Twitter and on Facebook and uh, he always sends me some nice messages. So a little shout out to him. And a little shout out to my friend Paul down in Oliver. I know he doesn't listen to the show, but I still want to because he sent me a really nice uh, email after my race. He was, he was uh, proud of me for my last, uh, my first place in my age group. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I, you know what? I totally forgot about this one. I got an email from pa from Chad and I was, uh, should have emailed him back right away and I didn't. So I'm going to have to do that. Alrighty. Now I got another email or actually a, on, this was on my Facebook from Sheila. Uh, Sheila is one of my good friends on Twitter too. She bikes, swims, runs, her name is. And uh, she's, she's a very hardcore runner boy. Oh boy, I wish I could run like Sheila. Anyways, she said she listened to episode 62 about race prep and she uh, said I was answering a question about Garmin time to bike transition. 
She said, I think the listener said she didn't have time to switch from bike to run mode. And uh, she mentions about the auto multi-sport mode because uh, that's what she uses. And I don't know if I've mentioned that or not. Um, now, the girl that um, that Sheila is referring to doesn't have the uh, Garmin 310 XT, so she doesn't have auto multi-sport. But on mine, my 310 XT, that I do have that. And I get to, I set it up to have bike, transition, and run. And then all I have to do is push the lap button at the beginning of each event beginning and ending of each event so um <laughs> the big thing Sheila is that I have to actually remember to push the buttons because uh, you probably noticed I didn't so if I didn't mention that before it's definitely a good thing uh Ian on who is running okay in the uk.blogspot.com he interviewed me in this past week or so and he posted it up the interview and all my questions on the on his blog so check out running okay in the uk i'll put a link in the show notes it's also a link on my regular blog so if you've been reading my regular blog you've already seen that uh you're not going to hear you know if you listen to me you probably won't find anything too new because these are things that you probably know already about me but who knows check out his blog he's got a nice blog I really enjoyed he's got a lot of variety on there and he also interviewed Nick and Dan from forfeit running a while back so that was a really good interesting uh okay I want to give a shout out to Jeff he's on Facebook he's also Cajun runner and uh, he's a runner who is trying to or wants to get into triathlons um, he's training for his first marathon right now, which is not till November in Raleigh, NC. That's North Carolina, right? The City of Oaks Marathon. I've done two half marathons, and I have a few friends that do Olympic triathlons. They're trying to convert me, so it's just a matter of time. I plan on getting used to a tri-bike around the end of the year and uh, start training for a sprint try next fall. So, yeah, he's another friend. So good luck, and uh, keep me posted on your marathon and on your triathlon plans a little quick shout out to Sarah uh, because she left a message on my blog and I mean on my Facebook page and uh, Dawn she enjoyed here oh I guess because I gave her a shout out not long ago she said, I believe you mentioned before that you've used an IT band strap. What is your impressions of them? Do they help? She's got a half marathon in a week and a half, and uh, her IT band flared up. She's stretching, ta- using ice, taking medication, and wondering if she should get a strap. She's a bit disappointed. She's been sticking to her training schedule, and she doesn't want this to slow her down. So, Dawn, here's my take on the strap. First of all, I, it did help because what happened is that, that IT band, now it depends on where it's hurting you. Okay, it mine was hurting me right at my knee attachment. Okay, and what happens is my understanding from my massage therapist is the IT band is running all the way down the side of your leg, and where it attaches around the knee as you are running, it keeps uh, moving back and forth and back and forth over this bone, I guess, and it's and it gets really irritated and sore. So if you put the strap on, it holds it in place so it can't move back and forth over the bone. And, uh, and that's what stops it from hurting. 
Now, it's only a temporary fix. What really has fixed my IT band is using the foam roller every single day, whether I'm hurting or not. And when I first started using the foam roller on my IT band, it hurt like hell. I mean, it really, really painful. And I thought, how the heck can anybody do this? It must, I must be doing something wrong. But uh, once my IT band wasn't irritated anymore, I find that if I roll it every day, just before I go to bed, I roll my calves and I roll my I, IT band, and I have not had a problem with my IT band since. So, you know, you've got another week or so. I'd cut back my running a little bit, just to rest it. You, you know, you're not going to need to do a whole lot of long runs at this point. You're pretty close to your race. And, uh, you know, do the stretching and use a foam roller. It's it's tremendous. And any runs that you do do, try the, tie the strap. They're not expensive. I mean, it's going to cost you maybe, what, 15, 20 bucks max. I think they're less than that. I think they're maybe only 10, but I'm not sure. And uh, you might find that it's helpful. I still throw mine in my bag. I, I just can't go um, for a run without having it close by just in case. But knock on wood, it, I haven't needed it since. So I thought foam roller was the answer. So good luck on your race, Don, in Fresno. Um, and then I got uh, another email from Garth. In, in Austin, uh, he I'd read his email last week or a couple weeks ago, and he congratulated me on my try. He said, you really killed it, especially the swim and the run. Um, he was impressed with 750 meters in over 16 minutes and uh, the adversity I had on the bike. Anyways, he said, I had a similar car incident a few years ago. Almost got run over by a little old lady driving to church on the bike course and didn't care what the police or anyone else had to say about it. Overcoming adversity is what a triathlon is all about. And uh, he was impressed with my girl. Well done, or as they say around here, at a girl. Um, and I had asked, he said, he was south of 40 and I didn't know does that mean he's over 40 or under 40 but he said south of 40 means younger than 40 but not by much so uh, okay anybody that's south of 40 Garth is extremely young in my books and then I want to give a shout out to Zach Tlopergy <laughs> I am just so pathetic okay so I think it's a she and she was on our Buckeye team all the time and giving us, uh, always giving us her miles when she, when we had our Buckeye team and, uh, now, and, and she's not emailed me, never emailed me. I tried to figure out who she was, but now she just added me on Facebook and, uh, said she is a podcast listener. So I would like to give a shout out, not sorry, Facebook to daily mile. I'd like to give a shout out to Zach Tlopergy. I know I'm saying that wrong, but if you want to email me and to give me the phonetic pronunciation, I promise to say it right. Okay. Uh, I want to thank the other people that have given me some iTunes reviews. There was... Oh, i got to just double check. I'm going to have to open it up. Hang on. Okay, so I think, I, I know I got a few new iTunes reviews. One from Manitoba Farm Boy. And one from Heather. That that was just a brand new one. So um, I'm not going to read them out, out loud to you because 
I'll get a fat head. They're so kind. But anyways, thank you very much, you guys, for the for the uh, iTunes reviews. I really appreciate it. And I think, um, yeah, those are both Canadian ones. I don't think I have any new ones on the United States one. I got to log in with different countries to see what's what's there from the different countries. But anyways, all right. So thank you very much. Okay, I think I'm pretty well finished. I have one final um, bit of audio from Andy. And he said, I've been promising to send you an email for months. So I've upped the ante and sent an audio message in the attached file. He says, I attached a song onto the end, so I hope you'll enjoy it. So I am going to play. That'll be my closing song. I really like this song, too. Um, I think it's called Try. Now, he told me what it was called. Now I forget. Anyways, fast, fantastic moves on your sprint success. I completed my first race of the season on the same day, but a headwind on the day put an end to a PR for me. Seeing that I was full of cold up until Saturday and tweaked my back prepping my bike, it was much better than a did not start or a DNF. I was faster in both the swim and the run, so I can be sure that it was a headwind that took me 49 seconds over my time for last year. Hey-ho. Yeah, I know. You can never tell, eh? Like, what the weather's going to be like. The wind around here can completely mess up my time, so. He says, my next race is another sprint on June 6th. Uh, So better luck then, he says. This is obviously going to be a big day for you. I'm getting excited for you. I look forward to hearing all about the build-up. Good luck, as they say in the audio. I'll be following you all the way from Andy. So I'm going to close by playing his message. All right. Uh, You know, there were some other things I wanted to say, but I can't think of what they are right now. So I think I'm going to shut her down. (sighs) I can't promise you when I'm going to get my next show up because I'm going to be in Oliver all next weekend um, and I'll be coming home late Sunday and the chances of getting a show up Sunday night will um, you know are, are not too are not too likely so if you're dying to know how I did on the race and you don't follow me on Twitter because I will tweet right after uh, check out my blog and I will put a, a very mini race report up on my regular blog at colonagirl.blogspot.com on Sunday night and uh, let you know how things went and then I'll do a full uh, race report some point next week I'll, tr- I'll try to get it to see how busy I am I don't know what day I can do it but we'll see I guess I'm not going to have a whole lot of training to do the day or three, two or three days after so maybe I'll have a bit more time on my hands yeah Okay, so if you want to reach me, it's colonagirl at gmail.com. And the blog's blog is colonagirltries.blogspot.com. And that's my show notes and my regular blog, colonagirl at blogs, blog, blogsplot.com. <laughs> okay, one day I'm, never, I'm not going to mess that up, I promise. And, of course, you can find me on Daily Mile. You can find me on Facebook. And you can find me on Buckeye Outdoors as Colonagirl. You just find me on there. And add me and tell me that you're a listener if you um, are so inclined. All right, so I guess I'm just going to have to try and get some sleep this week and try not to be too nervous. And, uh, you know, I just start thinking about it. I start freaking out, so I'm not just not going to think about it. It's just all going to be good, right? It's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. Okay. All right, we'll close with Andy's voicemail. So thanks very much, guys, and I'll talk to you in a week or so. Bye-bye. Hello Barb, this is Andy Walker, or Try to Try It, as you know me on Twitter, and as your listeners know me, thanks to your kind shout-outs. I've been threatening to send you an email for ages, but it's taken so long I thought I'd up the ante and send you an audio message instead. 
Having recorded this message for you, I have renewed admiration for your undoubted skill as a podcaster. I'm sure I can say on behalf of my fellow listeners that we're incredibly grateful for all the time you put in to keep us entertained and up to date with your try life in Kelowna. I know that you've helped me a great deal over the past year or so. My main reason for recording this message is to congratulate you on your age group win at the Oliver Sprint Try. A truly deserved result given all of the hard work you've put in over recent months. A true inspiration. I also want to get in first with a good luck message for your up and coming half Ironman race on June 6th. I think it's awesome you've been able to put your run demons behind you and strive for the longer distance. I did manage a couple of Olympic distance triathlons last year and was hoping to move up to a half distance myself this year but my plans changed when my wife and I found out that our fourth child is due to be born at the end of June. Now I can hear all about your exploits and learn from your experiences just as I did last year as you held my hand through my first year in triathlon. So all the very best for the Oliver Half. I'll be following you all the way. I'll leave you with a song from Moxie, courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. I know the song isn't about triathlon, but the beat and the words at the start fire me up to keep on trying in every sense of the word. All the very best, Bob. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you.